Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast, episode 46. Tis the season for work parties and networking events. Are you prepared to tackle them as a couple? Today, we're talking about our favorite ways to make the most of these events and a few of our networking secrets. Let's get to it. So we always have a problem with like how we're going to start these things and like have some, I can't talk about the weather. I refuse to let you talk about the weather. (laughs) That was when we listened back to some of our first episodes, it was like, everyone was like, oh, it's so nice out. We just came inside. See how, but how I've worked in the weather to the conversation already. So we have a fun topic today. One of the things that I've been excited to touch on for a while now, and the topic is working a room and cocktail hour and networking event as a couple. So we're going to try to paint a picture for you a little bit before we get started. So you're going into a room. It's either a networking event or maybe a Christmas office party or a work function in some way as a partnership, as a couple. And Bud asked me, was it okay for him to mention the holidays because that dates this episode? And yes, let's just say right now we're headed into the holiday season and this is going to happen probably the time of the year you're going to go to one or the other's work holiday party and there's a lot of expectations or things that can happen and some fun things they even made a movie about it like office holiday party i think is what it was called oh my gosh what was that called it was was such a bad movie chaos it was not a bad movie it was chaos (laughs) it is like what an epic work party should be like and what i mean by epic work party and where everybody gets fired or should be fired in what was going on. Not just one or two people that hauled off and did something dumb. So speaking of getting fired, if you are going to your partner's work party, you should probably not get them fired. And so that's one of the reasons that we're talking about this today. I think as we're thinking about young couples and newlyweds, It may be one of the first times coming up that you've ever gone to a work function for your partner. And there are some good things to do that can really help your partner out. And there are some things not to do that can really embarrass them. So that's what we're going to talk about today is networking as a couple and going to parties together and the good and the bad. And there is some really good tradecraft in here too from like the spy world of There are some things that you can do that are really subtle that nobody really thinks about or realizes in the moment, but it can be very helpful for your partner. So we're going to talk about those as well. So let's start with like your history of doing this because you've been somebody who's very much so learned how to do this well in my opinion. And I've seen you because we've been together for so long. I've seen you grow into somebody who does this very well now too. So way back when, when we first got together, we were very young. We were in high school. But Bud was already going to a lot of like professional functions, especially when we got into college. And he was always really good about inviting me to go to them, which was really cool. Except I didn't really know how to talk to people I didn't know or how to walk into a room full of people and make a connection and do anything other than just follow him around the whole time. So I still remember some of the first few functions that we went to together and I was just like terrified. I said, I'm here with you and I'm going to be by your side the whole time and that's how it's gonna go. 
And so I would follow him around like a puppy, which is actually quite awkward when someone's trying to have a work conversation. Their spouse is just kind of standing there. Agree, disagree. It can be awkward. I don't want to label it in where it's always awkward, but it can be definitely awkward depending on the topic or if you really need to get a deeper knowledge base with somebody like to have a third party there who's not particularly versed in what's being discussed. They're like wallpaper. Does anybody really like wallpaper? I like taking down wallpaper. (laughs) You are the most beautiful wallpaper, though. Well, thanks. (laughs) I think this is especially true if your partner's in kind of a work situation and nobody else has their spouse or partner with them. So it's like a deep work-related conversation and you're kind of the accessory to it that doesn't know what's going on. I totally understand if there aren't a lot of guests at whatever function you're going to. It might be a little bit harder to find someone to chat with. But one of the very first things I needed to learn and that Bud encouraged me to learn was go talk to someone. So after the first couple functions we went to where I followed him around, we basically entered the doorway of the next event and he goes, go talk to someone else. (laughs) I don't remember this. No, I'm sure this is how I remember it, but I'm pretty sure it was like, You can't just cling on to me this entire night. You will be fine. Go find someone that's not talking to anyone else and talk to them. And that was a really good thing for me to learn. I needed that encouragement because it wasn't natural to me, but it was like the first and number one piece of advice that I got about being a couple and going to an event is you don't have to just be stuck to each other the whole time. And it's probably advantageous for you not to be. It was a sink or swim moment for you and you have swam just fine ever since. Why, thank you. Yes. So that's my first piece of advice to a couple who is going to a networking event, especially one that's work-related, get prepared to split up, not be together the whole time. And if you've got someone in your partnership that's a little more introverted or uncomfortable with that, it's totally fine to have a conversation in advance where you plan things out. So plan in advance who you might want to talk to at a networking event or plan in advance some people that you think your partner should meet Maybe you've got a coworker that you share a cubicle with that your partner's never met. Plan in advance that you're going to introduce them and make sure that they have an opportunity to talk. Maybe you are really good friends with a coworker of yours and you know they have a really cool spouse. Make sure that your spouses have an opportunity to meet. Think about those things in advance so that it's a more comfortable situation for the person that doesn't quite know what they're getting into. And I think that's great to plan in advance because you can kind of have a little bit of a game plan together around like, I love saying like, are you bringing your partner to the party tonight? Because then I know like, oh, you've got to meet Jenny. Yes. You know, or you got to meet blah, whatever tonight. So kind of frame up what it's going to be like for you and give you some kind of checkpoints as well. Can I just say something about that that was really helpful is that especially if you can take the opportunity to learn that person's name in advance and get just like a couple connection points. So my coworker, Bob, his wife, Jenny, she has two kids. They're however old. They just give it to me as something to talk about. That's super helpful. Yep. Super helpful. 
you've done this with me too when we've gone to networking events it's like this person you got to meet this person is going to be here let's see if we can say hi yada 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 all that good so the prep time really helps the party who is maybe not their core group of people that they know let's just say the prep the prep meeting is most helpful the prep discussion this can be really short on the way to the party in the car or walking can be very helpful and beneficial to the party who is walking into a space in which they know less than you know than the main partner the other topic is Red light, yellow light, green light. One of my favorites. Which we've talked about this before. And the no, we got to we gotta go. This is super important. Well, we can go into it, mm-hmm. but we've referenced it before for sure. So this is red topics are like, no bueno, don't go here, don't touch them, 10-foot pole, go to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200. So as in, you and I are talking before we go to an event and Bud is saying, topics. these are some red light things we will not yes. talk about. So don't... Ask my boss about his wife because they're getting a divorce. Don't ask about the company not giving anyone bonuses this year. Yes, such a good these are things story. Such a good... Yep. <laughs> these are things we are not going to talk about. And let's lay those out in advance as red light topics. Yep. Then, of course, there's yellow light topics, which are a little bit of a hot potato. Like, maybe avoid these if they come up. A couple bottles, a couple of glasses of wine, a couple of beers. That's where you touch on the yellow topics. Maybe, maybe just a little bit. And you got to be careful with them because they could turn into red really fast or they could be green really quickly. That's why they're in the middle because you don't know where they're at 100%. So if you're Bud, you could probably take a yellow light topic and make a joke out of it. And then it's funny. But you've got to be careful. Or with you some could of also these. unload a question bomb and turn it into redness real fast, too. Oh my gosh. And question bombs for people who haven't asked them before. It's you ask a question and it's like you pull the grenade and you throw it into the group and you run away from it as fast as possible. So Sharon, let's hope this year's Christmas party goes better than last year's. Question eh? bomb for sure. <laughs> question bomb for sure. And green lights are green lights are good topics. I like green lights that are more than just a cocktail minutia, that are the chit chat, bullshit, bullshit, talkie talkie. You know, so if you can find some good green green topics that are a little bit deeper than cocktail stuff, that's a great place to live inside these. And you can really create good connections and people can really appreciate you for who you are and maybe like you, love you, owe you on the back end of this. Do you have any examples? Asking somebody like how their business has been for the year is one of the things that I like to do. Or if somebody's brand new hire and you know them or you are connected with them for some way, those are good things to do. I'm thinking about if you're going to like a networking event together, maybe that's not related to your job and you're meeting someone that had some really cool business news come up. You can make sure to put that on your green light list. Like, hey, if we run into Jim, make sure to ask him about the new building his company just bought. Like, that's a great green light topic because yep. they're real excited about it. Something like that. If there's anything that's like out of the left field that you remember from the last time you talked that they may really appreciate, that's a green light that's below the surface for sure. Bob and Sue were going to go to Australia Perfect. last time I saw them. So you let's can make use sure to ask them. social media to your advantage Ooh. in this way as well. Yep. Yep, for sure. Yeah, if you want to do more than just the prep in the car on the way to the event, if you want to look up a few key people that you're connected to but maybe haven't seen in a while, you can definitely do that. Okay, random question. I feel like we're giving away all our secrets. 
Go ahead. I don't look up people on social media before <laughs> I, I go remember to an event. stuff though. Yes. Okay. Here's one thing. This is not on our outline, but has been interesting to me lately. Whether people admit that they've looked at your social media or not. I do because I'm so dumb about it. It's like I saw on Instagram you did this. Like I it's like blatant bud all day long. Well, and I love it. I'm in the camp that's like, just admit that you were following someone when they went on their vacation to Y'all Hawaii. Y'all are double smashing that like button anyways. Exactly. No, that's when it gets awkward when it's like, someone's like, oh, well, what have you been up to? Oh, I just went to Hawaii. And they pretend they didn't know, it's like, Patty, even though you liked, liked every, every photo. Single, yeah, Patty, you've <laughs> liked every single post I've posted for the last three years. You know what I'm doing more than I do. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad we're on the same page. So I'm going to go with the advice of if you saw that they did something cool on social media, admit it and ask them about it and tell them you saw it on Facebook or saw it on Instagram. It's a great conversation starter. And I think it's a little more honest than pretending to be surprised when you know exactly what they've been up to. So next one is a tradecraft tool. So, and this is something that I don't remember who taught me to this. We've known this and been doing this forever. And that is that if you walk up to the group where we're talking and I do not introduce you, that is because I have forgotten or don't know who that person is, but I'm carrying on a conversation as how are you doing? And I would like you to introduce yourself so I can hear their name. So Bud's often really smooth and I feel like I shouldn't say exactly what you say just in case you ever do this and someone listening sees you do it. But a lot of times you'll go, oh, have you met my wife? And then you okay. wait. And then I stick my hand out and I say, hi, I'm Sarah. And he goes, hey, I'm Brad. And then I'm like, so nice to meet you, Brad. So over time, we've gotten better at this. And the real smoothest of smooth is that you initiate it yourself. Yes, totally. That is the smoothest of smooth. Now I need to help you every now and then. So, But you've been really good lately. So, And I've gotten better at remembering names too. So there's a little bit of both. But if you are having a challenge, you can play off of each other. In the moment when you just have to have an agreement set up about this so that you know how to do it right. And if you need a helpful nudge, it's like, I wanted to introduce myself to, or introduce myself. I wanted to introduce yourself to my wife, Sarah, and then that can initiate it too. Yes, totally. And if I, the person doesn't say their name, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Yeah, totally. I think also remembering who really needs to save face in this situation. So sometimes if I don't remember someone's name and they're not falling for the introduction, I'll just go ahead and play dumb. Like Bud obviously doesn't know what their name is. So I'll say, I'm so sorry, I don't remember your name or I'm so sorry I didn't catch your name. Just to make sure I pull it out of them if they haven't offered it. And then Shannon will say her name. I'll say, don't you remember Shannon? She got totally fucked up last year at the Christmas party. We were just talking about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Question bomb. Oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> okay. Here's my advice to anyone that is going to their partner's work or social networking event, especially if it's a work event. Remember, you are both working. So even if it is your spouse's Christmas party and the booze is flowing and it's got open bar and you love Long Island iced teas. Ooh, those are, those or, are a good choice to get. Totally tanked on. <laughs> something a, oh yeah, really strong. 
remember that you are reflecting on your partner at this event if they're the one that got invited and especially if it's their work party. So take it as seriously as they do. If it's a work event, you're both working. What about getting drinks for each other? So I take this as a to dovetail into your work event, you're both working. And that is that if I'm with you, then, and it's your work event, then I will go to the bar and fetch the drinks, especially the first or the, especially when I know you're out or when it's the first round. So I remember walking into the last WordPress event and it's like, you ran into somebody right away. And I was like, I asked the group, like, anybody wants something to drink? And I got what you wanted. And I think I maybe got one other drink for somebody else. And I went straight to the bar, grabbed the drinks and came back. So that let you dive right into the event and to do your work side where I could be trophy husband <laughs> and I can be the drink runner. And I think that's so helpful because if you're the person at the event that knows everyone and you want to take that time to spend with people and not spend it in line at the bar or in line for snacks, it's really nice when your partner does that for you so that you can do your work and your networking and they're there to support you in making as many connections as possible. So sometimes that is the partner's job of who is the guest at the event that you may have to see if your partner needs something and see if you can wait in the long line so that they can do what they're there to do. I think it can be extremely helpful and beneficial to making the night or the event as efficient and as effective as possible for the primary person in the room for sure. And I love playing it because it's like, that means I know I don't have to carry on with everybody. I can just go to the bar, get the drinks, make sure you're taken care of. Maybe go hustle some stranger to talk with. Yeah. Meet someone friends. in the drink line. Yes. Can totally meet someone in the drink line. Yes. And then maybe you can introduce me to that person when I'm done with my current conversation. Exactly. Exactly. The other thing offering to get drinks for me and the people I'm talking to as you have then something else to talk about. So if Jackie says, yeah, actually, I would love a glass of red wine, then you can come back with it and ask her what kind of wine she likes and tell her you hope that you she likes Cabernet because that's what you got for her. Yep. And it gives you something to talk about. So I think that's a really effective strategy to divide and conquer is not both standing around in the drink line together. Also, another concept of picking out or, or thinking in advance of who you want to introduce your partner to can be really useful, too, because there may be somebody who has a connection that is a hobby or is a friend of a friend or has run across you in some way, shape or form in the past to connect or make that reconnection. You know, I could think of like you both like to play tennis or play golf or you both have a french bulldog french bulldog yes perfect examples so those are things that i think you can provide opportunities for your partner to meet other people around those hobbies or around those things that other party goers will be interested in and build a connection off of and a friendship too I think it's really helpful if you can think of those things in advance and say, hey, I'm going to make sure to introduce you to Liz because she also has a Frenchie and you guys can share some yes, pictures together. Exactly. Final thing that I have on my head that I want to talk about was, you know, okay, so you've listened to all of our ideas and concepts and you've executed this really well and you are walking around the room and where you don't feel like the last event that we were at. We walked in and like we separate 
fairly quickly and we move around the room independent of each other a lot of the times, which is really helpful for me because I'm able to work and, and do some of the work stuff that I do need to get done because contrary to popular belief, you actually do get work done at these things. Totally. And at this particular event, I had not reconnected with you in a timely manner and that frustrated and I think it hurt your feelings. So dinner was, it was a buffet dinner and drinks were done downstairs and they had moved us upstairs. So I'm just calling myself out and maybe we can work through it together was that that had, we haven't actually haven't really revisited it either one-on-one because we kind of squashed it together relatively quickly once I made it upstairs, which was I yelled for you from the balcony downstairs. You couldn't hear me or weren't paying attention to me. And I think that really hurt your feelings. And I want to address this with people because if if done to the way we do it, you can go too far, which is what happened that night too, where we were borderline independent singles going to the same party. <laughs> well, I don't think you realized what was happening upstairs, I had no which clue was, what was going on. everyone was like recoupling after the cocktail hour to sit down to dinner together, and I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for you to show up. And you didn't make it a priority to come up to have dinner with me. And I was by myself in a room full of what I felt like were couples. I was not even paying attention. Yeah. I think this is the challenge that you, when you get to where we're at and you can do this really well, you can also go a little bit too far. And in that particular instance, I went a little bit too far and was not connecting with what was going on and was really focused on the work conversation I was having and just frankly was wasn't paying attention just in my head on a swivel and this may not apply to all couples so I mean if you've got two people that are super independent and in your couple then maybe no big deal you can be singles at a party together I was just probably hungry and uh, not in my best space because that happens to me when I get hungry. And I was like, I don't know where to sit. I don't know who you want to sit with. I don't know where you are. It is now dinner time, and now you are the last group of people that's still the at the cocktail the hour. And obviously, I'm not there. And why haven't you noticed? You get relocated by the waiter to move to the dinner area. So, which we did move. So, I just wanted to say that that like, even though. It can come off like I think we do some things really well sometimes in the podcast in general and that we don't always do them very well at the same time and that we can make we make mistakes along the way, too. Yeah, I think that was something that actually we haven't debriefed that would be helpful because what I'd like to ask for is just when I'm in an event with you and you haven't seen me for a while and you're the last person at the cocktail hour it would be great if you would come check on me and see what's going on for dinner rather than always be the last person at the cocktail hour. And I can make this night, I did not have my head on a swivel as much as I probably usually would. And I got deep into a topic and didn't do a good enough job of pulling my head back up and saying like, where's Sarah? Where is everybody? Or where? what's going on now? I usually try to do a better job of that and usually don't just try, but do do a better job. On this occasion, I just didn't do my best. Well, I mean, do you need me to, when I'm feeling like I'm on an island, not just pout where I am, but to come to get you? I think that would be helpful in the future for sure. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to feel like go talk to somebody is an always constant state. Like, like you can, get away from me. Like you can pull me back in too. And I think sometimes we do live still in that go talk to somebody 
frame of mind. And that's just how we work the rooms together. Well, good. But you can pull me back in as well. I always feel like I'm annoying you when I'm like, I would like to eat now. No, because I, don't I think, think when you know you're me. at a party, you can go without food. You're like a party camel. Like as long as you have a drink. Well, maybe you're the opposite of a camel because you need a drink. But as long as you have a drink, you can like <laughs> never eat. Whatever is the least hydrated animal on the planet that constantly needs water, like a fish. you're a fish you don't need food but as long as you have a drink Mm -hmm. and i'm like please feed me if everyone else is eating yes i hope the listeners i hope the confident couplers out here find this interesting you know they hear us walk through a challenge that we recently had at a party too which is you know we hadn't talked about this before and talked about it in the moment and it's like can we progress forward or do we need to or do we need to relocate and talk about this right now because one of the two things is going to happen. You didn't even see relocate. You would have had a conversation about it right, right at the there. table. I would have done so right at awkward. the table. Yep. The most awkward. <laughs> Super awkward. <laughs> awkward turtle. I'd rather nip in the butt. I'd rather nip it in the butt. And I'm an open book a lot of the times. It's one of the reasons why we do the podcast too. You'd love to just air our problems in front of a room full of people. We do it in front of hundreds of listeners. We don't even know. <laughs> There you go, everybody. That's right. Well, I hope everybody enjoys the topics that we talked tonight and, you know, remembers some of the tricks and the tools and the tidbits that we threw out tonight and working the room and having fun. And really, I think that when you come back to this and you bundle this up into a package, it is about setting yourself up to have the most fun that you can have first and have the most successful night from a work function that you can have as well. Because these things are about having fun and they are about work all at the same time. And to you know, use some of these tactics to supersize those. Yeah. Again, I think we always talk about being stronger together than you are apart. And if you do a great job networking together at work functions and other functions, you are stronger together than you are apart because each person in that partnership can help the other person meet someone new and make a really important connection and have a great time. And we like to end every episode with a confident couples challenge. And mine is my favorite for a party because it's so dang easy. And you can just talk to your partner about it today after you listen to this and say, Hey, next time we're at a party, if I don't introduce you, that means I have totally forgotten this person's name. And I need you to introduce yourself and make them say their name so I then know their name myself. Perfect. Thanks for listening and cheers to Confident Couples. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Confident Couples podcast. If we've helped your relationship in any way, we'd love to hear about it. That's what keeps us going and keeps us recording these episodes. Let us know by submitting an anonymous contact form at budandsarah.com or send an Instagram message to at Bud and Sarah, or best of all, leave a positive review on your podcast app. We hope to hear from you and we'll talk to you soon.